Welcome back to What Do You Want to Watch, the show hosted by myself, Nathan English, and David Dirks. And we finished it. It's week one of the NFL season is over. We're going to be recapping some stuff from that week, but primarily David and I are going to be focused on picking week two of the NFL regular season in our ongoing picks pool to see who wins and who sucks at the end. Right now, we both kind of suck, but yeah. I suck yep. a little bit more than David. Spoiler alert. But all that's coming up right after this. So quick recap of how we did week one. David, just the ever-present steady figure he is, went eight and eight, a solid performance week one. Um, probably from all the studying that he did, I'm sure. And I, who sucked and will be missing the playoffs in every division, but the NFC East and probably the AFC South went seven and nine. Um, of course, now they play 17 games because the NFL is greedy. So those don't yeah. even matter anymore. Uh, David, overall, did you feel like week one was as wild as everybody's been saying after the fact? Or did you think it was a little calmer than usual? No, it honestly, it felt kind of wild. Um, I, I remember texting you guys because there for a while – Falcons were over the Saints, and we had just mm-hmm. last episode been talking like the Falcons are going to be one of the worst teams, and then and now we're watching this like ah oh, crap. Texans mm-hmm. are beating the Colts, same thing. Like uh, so I mean Saints came back and won that, um, but Colts and Texans tied, which is crazy. And uh, Giants beat the Titans. That's I don't know if right. anybody had that picked. Saquon right. went off. The defense played well for the Giants, and I uh, I don't know if you saw this. There was a uh, I think who who's the rookie backer that the Giants drafted? I, I, I was not up. watching that game at all. I could not tell you. He uh but. he came off the end and before Derrick Henry hit the hole, blindsided Derrick Henry and like he like Henry left his feet like he he knocked him out and I was which, like man you don't see Derrick Henry happens. yeah exactly but yeah man, Cowboys getting stomped Seahawks beating the Broncos Chiefs beating the cards the way they did. I, I didn't even expect that as a Chiefs fan. You you were kind of actually thinking that would happen, but maybe mm-hmm. I just wasn't getting my hopes up. Yeah, and that's then a probably couple, my best prediction. A couple games that we kind of thought would happen, we both picked the Vikings to beat the Packers, and I didn't think it would be that dominant. I did think the Vikings would win. And then Eagles-Lions actually turned out to be a really good game. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. we couldn't watch it. It wasn't, on our, uh, it wasn't in our region, but... I think mm-hmm. it, it was a good week. Steelers Bengals was entertaining. The 16 missed field goals and the Bengals losing, but yeah, I don't. Just, I thought it was crazy. What do you think? Let's jump into that now. I yeah, actually yeah. want to go with Steelers Bengals now because so David and I want to do this kind of fun thing. We're going to do best performer of the week and worst performer of the week. And let's start out with worst performer. And my worst performer of the week is CBS TV market deals. Um, because I was forced to sit through the entirety of that stupid Bengals Steelers overtime, missing the Chiefs first touchdown and second touchdown of the season because I had to watch uh, because I'm not close enough to Kansas City anymore to be automatically switched over like you and our friend TJ were when you guys were texting, giving updates. Mm-hmm. I had to watch the anemic Steelers offense struggle down the field and then kick a field goal after the Bengals crapped the bed and then the Steelers crapped the bed before them and then the Bengals crapped the bed before them I mean nobody wanted to win that game it was it should have been a tie that's why we have ties for games like that games that bad that drag on for that long that's why we have ties and honestly I was mad that the Steelers won even though I was rooting against the Bengals the whole time because neither team deserved to have one in the win column after that just horrific thing and I I can't necessarily blame them so I'm going to blame CBS CBS this is your fault I wanted to watch the Chiefs just run down the field the first two drives against the Cardinals and no I instead had to watch the Bengals long snapper struggle to get it to the holder so yeah yeah. that's that was I I wish both teams could have lost that's just obviously not possible but that's kind (laughs) of how the game was playing out but man that was tough because it's like I, you even see, saw me texting, like getting upset. Like the Bengals always get that one call that gets them first and goal for them to win it, and then they miss mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and, and it happened in that regular season that, Chiefs game seven times in a row last year. And, yeah, well, and then 
it happens again. Bengals drive down. They get another penalty, first and goal. And I say it again, and then they miss it. So I was like, okay, well, I guess, I mean, they still got right. the calls this time, but just absolutely messed up because I don't even care if you're a backup long snapper. Bro, you're in the NFL. Like, that's all you do all day. You don't do tackling drills. You're snapping all day. What? Like, just snap and it to him. I think that it, the the main issue that I have with it is it's week one. If this was, like, week seven and I miss – like a couple of drives of the Chiefs game, it's not as big of a deal. But this was the first time we actually get to see them play in the regular season. I was really excited to watch the offense, especially. And no, I get to watch Chris Boswell doink, and then the holder for the Bengals not roll. They punt. They kicked a field goal on third down, and the Bengals holder didn't like when he got the bad snap. Didn't just clock the ball and try to retry it, which he easily could have because it was third mm-hmm. down. Yeah. No. So I screw that. David, who is your worst performer of the week? Uh, my worst performer of the week is uh, Denver Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. What was and, he doing, uh, Doug? Let me t- let me tell you why. Here, I wrote it down in my handy dandy uh, leftover notebook from college. And uh, <laughs> so I'm kind of the stat guy. I feel like a lot of like faithful fans are like, let's look at the percentages of this or that. So. On that fourth and five, oh yeah, let, let me recap for those who didn't watch watch it. So it was fourth and five, Broncos had the ball, and uh, they they t- took a timeout as the play clock was expiring with about 20 seconds left. Mind you, they started that with about 50 seconds left in the game, still three timeouts. And if you watch mm-hmm. the Manning cast, Shannon Sharp and both Manning brothers were like, what are you doing? They wasted mm-hmm. 30 seconds just to call their first timeout of the half. But um, so for them to go for it, Russell Wilson just signed. He might be – he's a top five highest paid quarterback uh, in the NFL. Just signed him. Made a big deal to get him. If they convert mm-hmm. a fourth and five, they have a 42.1% chance of convert, converting that. I don't know how they find that, but I trust these stats. It's like a, an actual – Trust NFL the verified. nerds. Just trust the nerds. Yeah, exactly. They had a 42% chance of converting that to make – instead of what they did was attempt a 64-yard field goal – before I give you the percentage, a 64-yarder has only been hit twice in NFL history, once in a dome and once at mile high. And a 64-yarder is the second longest in league history, which I believe McManus actually – McManus probably hit the is, one in mile high, and then Justin is the one that hit, hit the one in the dome. Yeah. They had a 14.2% chance of making that 64-yard field goal. Why spend all of this money for Russell Wilson, who – through for 340 something yards, like why not? What? Why not go for that? And and if they go for it on fourth and five with those 50 seconds still left, you can easily hit a timeout, still have two timeouts left, and have 43 seconds left on the clock. Now mm-hmm. on the 30 something yard, like that was just a boneheaded call. And I actually just got a notification, and I th- think he like admitted, like, yep, yeah, that was a that was a decision I shouldn't have made, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. Not a great week one as a head coach no. for him. I was wow. listening to First Things First, and one of the guys, um, like, looked up Denver newspaper headlines. And this was according to him. He, he said, like, he's already on the hot seat, this coach. Nathaniel okay. Hackett. After, after these, this week these, one thing. These Broncos fans need to calm down a little bit. Um yeah, it wasn't great. I, I, I was thinking at the end of that game, like, what, what is going – it's just, what are we doing here? Um, I, I mean, I was glad they made bad calls, but – Oh, yeah, Because same. I was rooting against the Broncos, but I was thinking the whole time, like, I don't know. You, it's the, te- the test that I always take um, is if you're a Seahawks fan, what would you be most excited about the other team doing? Seahawks fans had to have been super excited that McManus was lining up for the field goal rather than yeah. they were going for that fourth and five. Easily. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially because of what the tight ends for Denver were doing all night. They were getting open seven yards down the field. That would have been an easy conversion for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did you see Andrew Beck's playing. one-handed catch? That was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. So, yeah, the, if – I, I'll just – what does the other team's fans want you to do? Do the opposite of that. And and they wanted you to kick it, and you did. Uh, well, I've been so, cheering for a field goal the whole time, you know. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Okay, so going to best performer of the week for the same game. I, I said this – I texted this to another group chat that I was in last night, and my brother responded immediately saying he was thinking the same thing. Those Seahawks green jerseys, man, they look fast in a night game. 
on Monday Night Football. Those jerseys look fast. They look like crap at a noon game on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like if you you flip the Fox and it's Seahawks Niners at, at noon, you're thinking, ugh, not these ugly Seahawks jerseys. But a night yeah. game, mm-hmm. them jerseys look fast. So shout out to shout out to the Seahawks equipment manager, whoever makes the decision for what color they're wearing that night. Cause, cause those green jerseys were on point last night. I think if, I think if they're wearing a different color, they lose that game. And, and I could tell immediately from the first, from the kickoff, um, as soon as the guy was returning, I think his last name is Dallas. Uh, I was like, Ooh, we're feeling fast tonight, boys. Also <laughs> side note, do the Seahawks have a guy on their team named Kobe Bryant and another guy on their team named Michael Jackson? Is that what I heard last night? Because they, they, that's, they do have a Kobe crazy. Bryant. They, they have a Michael Bryant. Jackson, too. That's crazy. It's, that's the craziest combination of names. The Seahawks for the Super Bowl. I don't know why people are not thinking. You have Michael Jackson and Kobe Bryant on your team. How are you going to lose? That's exactly. two goats. And you already have a, you have a halftime performer. They're already there. So right. Exactly. Yeah. Halftime performer, Mamba mentality. Oh. It's done. Is is Gina the guy? Is Stop. Gina Smith? Is Gina Stop. Smith? Is he Stop. their quarterback, though, that's, for the future? I mean, he's their quarterback. I don't – the guy means – okay. Geno Smith is maybe the 18th at best, best quarterback in the league right now. So you can say he's the guy based off of who they have on their roster. But if you're telling me that some of the other guys come up and they're like, no thanks, like who do you think is equivalent? Would you rather have Geno Smith or Kirk Cousins as a quarterback of your team? That was tough. I'd probably go Kirk, but Titans, Probably? You Gi- definitely go Kirk. Hey, come hey, on. Titans, Giants, Texans. Panthers right now, pa- Browns right now. I said, Commanders I said, are- I said 18. I, I said know, 18. I was trying to go Jets, <laughs> Pats, Pats in a QB, Lions. Okay, Lions low key might take Geno over. What's his name? What, what Jared Goff? I don't think that, that's right. I don't think they'll take Geno over. What, whatever. Dave, it, who's your best performer? Stop. We're not on the Geno Smith Hall of Fame tour right now. Who's your best? Performer? Hey, you just keep an eye out for him. Uh, <laughs> I have the Steelers defense because they just, bruh. I. There's probably been a better performance, but recent memory, I'm not seeing a better performance by defense in my life. Gosh, seven they... sacks, seven sacks, nine tackles for loss, 11 quarterback hits, four interceptions, one of those being a pick six by Mika Fitzpatrick, and a forced fumble strip sack on Joe, uh, Joe, Mr. Joe uh, Burrow, Mr. Pick Burrow. Uh, dude, they <laughs> that dominated not that stick. Game. No, it won't. They... <laughs> They dominated that. Joe was yeah. seeing ghosts. He was old. Yeah. Danny, wait, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold seeing yeah. ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Uh, I think that what they should do in the locker room afterwards was hand out um, straps to the offense and say, "Here you go. Uh, this will make it easier for us to carry you." Because good lord. Yeah. I mean, if the the Bengals almost won that game with a minus five turnover differential, which hasn't happened in the past 10 years. Yeah. Okay. Like that's how terrible that offense is, but how great that defense is. And now uh, we'll get to it later, but TJ Watt possibly being, I I don't know if they have announced yet, whether he's done for the year or not. Believe it or not, the doctor said he won't need surgery and he could be back in like six games, which is insane to me. Okay, but the next six games, I'm going to be fading the Steelers hard um, because I don't know what team they can score on. um, But, yeah, Yeah, that that Steelers defense was was out of their minds. Um, And the reason the Bengals started coming back back was when T.J. Watt got hurt. After he got hurt, that's when they started making offensive plays. Yeah. I don't. I, I mean, I don't want to just automatically throw him under the bus because he's gotten so much hate. But I have to think: is it Trubisky's fault? Like they got guys around them. It doesn't help. I I, I don't Claypool, know. Claypool, Deontay Johnson, and Najee Harris. And if if <sighs> Trubisky has two more games like that, I think we see Kenny Pickett. Like I really do. I don't see after his preseason having him wait in the wings for that much longer. If Trubisky's gonna play like that. I mean, it wasn't an exceptionally terrible performance in that Trubisky didn't turn the ball over, which you can't yeah. say that for Joe Burrow. But you were never confident the Steelers were going to get anything going on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, the only time they were effective at all is when the turnover flipped the field for them to where they only had to go 20 or 30 yards instead of mm-hmm. 60 or 70. They have to go 50-plus yards on a drive. I'm not counting on the Steelers. Except yeah. at the end of the game, somehow, magically, 
when I don't know yeah. what the Bengals defense was doing, but they were playing pseudo prevent, but not pre that. I don't know what they were doing. Um, yeah. but that's also just, cause it's not like he was hit much either. He had one sack lost two yards on that. And then he got hit five times. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I don't know. So yeah, I think you're right. If it happens one or two more times, I don't know. And Mike, you know, I, of course you got to trust Mike, even I'm not a fan of him just cause he's beat the chiefs and whatever. I don't know. He's a good coach though. I recognize he's a very, very good coach. And mm-hmm. he knows how to build a pro. He's never had a losing season in his career in not in 18 years. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's both, that's incredible. And because he just knows how to run an organization, and I think he'll he'll make the decision that's best for the team. But yeah. Well, and picking up a week one win against the Bengals is is big for them because I mean now they have. If if you're looking at it, the the Steelers are not going to play good quarterbacks for the first half of the season until. Well, okay, so they 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 have the Bills and Brady back-to-back weeks, but other than that, they're not playing super strong QBs. I mean, they're playing the Patriots next week. We don't even know. It's probably going to be Brian Hoyer. Yeah, and then they're playing hurt. the Browns, and then they're playing the Jets. So they could, if their defense is still solid, even without Watt, they could pick up two of those three wins there and be in decent shape. They're going to get smacked by the Bills and probably the Bucks as well. But – I, I don't know. I, that defense will be able to keep them in quite a few games. And with some of the terrible quarterbacks that they're playing, you know, they got the Colts later on this year, um, the Panthers as well. I, I mean, with some of these quarterbacks, the defense will be able to keep them in games, which is what happened last year. That's how they dragged Ben to the playoffs. You know, when Trubisky's not as heavy as Ben, just weight-wise. So, Bro, I would be surprised be the Bills – just famously and royally love to drop eggs randomly. I wouldn't be surprised if they dropped an egg during the Steelers game. Cause they put the Titans, they put the Titans, the Dolphins, the Ravens, then the Steelers. And then the next game is they play the Chiefs. There's well, a little game hope, hidden right mm-hmm. there. I don't want them to, no, don't drop the egg. Play well against the Steelers. Drop the egg against us. Yeah. We'll see you in the playoffs. So I'm okay if we lose regular season. But, yeah. uh, don't don't be saying stuff like that already. What are you doing? We're still Kansas That's City fair. fans. You can't be chalking stuff in anymore. Come on. That's true. That's true. Don't but yeah, that was my uh, high performance of the week. Is that was just an insane, insane. The just, defense was good. Yeah. Not as good insane. as the Seahawks green jerseys, but it was good. All right, we're yeah, gonna take fair. a quick little break, and then we're gonna go ahead and pick every single game of the week two slate. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I can go at least 500 this week, uh, but we'll see. I'm kind of dumb, so. <laughs> Week two of the NFL, and sadly, or not sadly, depending on your viewpoint, we open with the best game of the week, I think, universally, and that is Chargers at Chiefs Thursday Night Football. This is our debut also of Amazon Prime Thursday Night Football with Kirk Herbstreet and Al Michaels in the booth, which is going to sound weird as balls to me at the beginning, but I'm going to have to get used to it. David, explain to me why the Chargers have a chance before you tell me that you are ultimately picking the Chiefs to win this game. You don't know I'm going to pick. Yeah, you I know you're going to. Um, yeah. <laughs> honestly, the, my biggest concern, and I think it's the way that they're going to have to beat the Chiefs, their ability to get to Mahomes with, with only rushing four guys. And they mm-hmm. now have that ability with Khalil Mack. And we saw that mm-hmm. a little bit with the Raiders game. Granted, Raiders have not even close to the quality aligned that uh, the Chiefs have, but if they can get to Mahomes or just even uh, fluster Mahomes a little bit with rushing four, that's going to make it pretty difficult um, mm-hmm. because now they can just drop seven guys in coverage um, and, you know, double Kelsey and let the other guys work. Like, so yeah, I, I think that, and then also, I mean, Justin Herbert's just a natural talent. Like I, some of the throws he hit week one against the Raiders, very impressive. Um, there are a couple. Actually, Mahomes had that. You know that throw to Kelsey, that deep corner on that left side that like mm. somehow got in there and went by two or three different guys. Yeah. Herbert actually low key had a very similar like pocket throw on that on it on the right side that uh, just like how did he fit that in there? So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think now I do think he's not as uh, careful with the ball. He loves to throw the ball in the you know 100 miles an hour sometimes even if it's congested. Uh, and that can hurt him. But, 
yeah, so Herbert's ability to extend the play and I think getting to Mahomes with four, I think will hurt, could hurt the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree. I think that I, before the season, didn't really think Khalil Mack moved the needle. Um, he's been injured for a long time. Since going to Chicago, he hasn't really been a factor. And you could say that's because the Chicago teams haven't been that good, which is also true. Um, but he seemed really good week one. Now we'll see what happens with older, older players on less rest tend to not be great and pass rushers, uh, especially. Um, so, so we'll see what's going on there. I hate that this game is on little rest. Um, just because this is like, again, one of our toughest games of the year and probably the chargers would say the same thing. If not, their toughest. it might be game. the most important game and it's week two. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so this feels like a, ugh, on Thursday Night Football. We might as well talk about it now. The downfall of Patrick Mahomes was <laughs> greatly exaggerated ahead of week one. Now, the Cardinals' defense was a little injured, but anytime you throw five touchdown passes, uh, I, I don't care. Um, he could have gone for 6-2. They handed the ball off. Um, he was seeing everything on Sunday. Mm. Mahomes was just throwing mm. the ball all over the field. Kelsey obviously got a lion's share of the targets, but you have Smith Schuster, who I would like to hold on to the ball after he catches it. That would be my favorite thing. Valdez Scantling, Sky Moore, Pacheco, Elaire. You know, they they were involving a lot of people in this offense, which is what I think those of us that have been watching the Chiefs for a long time said would be possible when Hill left. You don't have the same big play threat maybe as Tyreek, but Mahomes is going to feel more comfortable and be forced to spread the ball around, which is going to be good for our offense inevitably. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I like the way that we look. I'm going to go ahead and pick the Chiefs here as well. Um, I just think this is a big game that could go really either way. I wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers pull it out. Um, also, the Chargers seem to play better at Arrowhead than they do in their own home stadium sometimes, which, makes um, no which sense. is – well, they don't really have a home stadium because they don't have fans in L.A. So that's although that's there were some thing. cheers, I, I noticed on the highlights they had a couple cheers there. I think I think that Herbert is bringing people out. I think that mm. a lot of like yeah. maybe L.A. fans that didn't know which team to root for, they want to root for Herbert because they sign him, he'll be a good quarterback there for 12, 15 years. So yeah. I, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs as well. Oh, it's a homer pick, absolutely. But I'm but, I'm excited for this game and also pre annoyed at watching our defense play against Herbert because I know it's going to piss me off. I just know it. And there's nothing they can do because he's a great quarterback. But I, but, I, I just dude, know I'm going to get mad. Yeah. Well, I, I will say this. The defense looked good. They're young. And some of the – now, it sucks because Trent McDuffie, our first-round draft pick, is on IR, hurt his hamstring. He had 21 – four weeks. He had 21 uh, – Defended 21 pass plays and zero targets. That's pretty good. Uh, and there, there were a couple guys there. Um, well, Carlos Dunlap, he's not, he's not young, but he had a sack. He, he made some noise in there. Nick Bolton's still, uh, getting there. Uh, and he, he played very well. Um, George Karloftis was quick. Elijah Lee, like there, there's some guys stepping up. Chris Jones looked very good. If Chris Jones looked like that the rest of the year, I'd be okay. So mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited for that. But yeah, dude, I I won't spend long on Mahomes. But ten different guys were targeted. Nine different guys caught passes. Six guys caught more than three passes from Mahomes, and it was beautiful. Thirty for thirty-nine, three hundred sixty yards, five touchdowns, zero sacks, one hundred forty-four point two passer rating. Beautiful. I I don't even. It was just so good. I I. I have I'm I'm just gonna ask this question. Have a Mahomes led Chiefs have we seen them look that good since Mahomes has led this team? Just the efficiency, um, despite that one fumble, just have we seen a more efficient, like overall performance? Offense, defense, and special teams out of them. The only reason I'm saying this I'm I'm pausing is because of Mahomes week one against the Chargers in in twenty eighteen. Um I think the first half was a little wobbly for him, but if I remember correctly, um, he ended up also throwing five touchdown passes in that game mm. as well, including multiple bombs to Tyreek. I don't know that he looked better. Um, it's funny to go back and read some of the people are worried about his 
chemistry with Travis Kelsey. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, okay. Because uh, he only caught one pass in this game. Um, I, I think that Mahomes has looked great on multiple occasions. But, yes, this seemed to be the most complete game from efficiency-wise, touchdowns, driving the ball down the field, throwing outside of the numbers, like all of those things combined. This seemed to be the best overall game Mahomes has played. Um, I, I don't know if that's because of also the fact that the defense wasn't that great that he was playing. I think this week we'll really be able to tell. I don't think they were bad. I They were pretty bad. There was you some so? long coverages. Buda Baker, points. Byron Murphy Jr., and Isaiah Simmons, and Marcus Gold. Yeah, but their front line was not great. Their tackling was very poor. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think the Chargers have a much better defense, so we'll be able to see. But we've already taken way too much time talking about this game. So let's move on to the noon Sunday games. This is Dolphins at Ravens. The Dolphins got a big week one win over the Patriots um, and Tyree killed seemed to be, you know, still an X factor in that game. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Some, some guy number 10 that I think we got rid of. Uh, and the Ravens also looked really good against the jets, specifically Lamar's passing. Um, I was impressed with Lamar's performance um, he had had issues, I think, with accuracy and consistency. But he, the Jets' defense, I don't think their offense is bad. Their offense is very mm-hmm. bad. I don't think their defense is that bad. But uh, Lamar was making big play after big play. Um, so I, I think this is an interesting matchup. And I'm going to just do my old thing that I normally do. Um, I'm going to pick the better quarterback here. And I'm just going to go with the Ravens. I am not a Tua believer. I think that Tua did fine against a Patriots team that's not very impressive. But I forever will have the highlight stuck in my head of him catching the snap and then going to throw to Tyreek 20 yards down the field, and he throws it eight yards short. (laughs) So I'm going to go with the the Ravens here. The bounce didn't even hit Tyreek. It was that short of a throw. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going Ravens too. Um, I think what concerns me, Honestly, it's like it's Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and uh, but when I look at, I, I trust that Ravens defense more than I trust the Dolphins defense to be able to um, contain uh, Lamar. Now, where I do see issues is maybe Lamar might have found his, uh, you know, his target in uh, Duvernay. Uh, what's his mm-hmm. name? You know, because I know you know you lost Hollywood, you lose Hollywood Brown, and you kind of lose that deep ball. You lose that that number one receiver, but uh, DuVernay seems to kind of have been that guy, two touchdowns, uh, 25-yard touchdown pass uh, as well. Um, so, you know, Rashad Bateman, DuVernay, and, and uh, Mike, Mark Andrews might be his three guys, you know, that he can trust. But So I am curious mm-hmm. to see, like, okay, will that be consistent? And, yeah, Lamar, I know he had a beautiful deep ball. Oh, my, what? It was how, how long of a ball was that? I mean, 50, 50-yard touchdown? I mean, yeah, they, weren't on, they weren't on the red zone channel at all, hardly, because Lamar was – every time they scored, they scored from far out. They were not scoring yeah. from close. Yeah, 55-yard touchdown. So, yeah, I was impressed. He he um, started a little slow, but, again, that Jets defense, but you can only do so much with Lamar. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he looked good, and I'll see if they can hold that out. But I'll, I mean, the Ravens – the Ravens won without really running the ball effectively in that game, which is n- not what you could have said about a Ravens win at any time in the past three years. If they don't run the ball good point. well, they don't win. But in that game, they won without running the ball well against a pretty solid Jets defense. Speaking of the pretty solid Jets defense, we also have the Jets at Browns, another game. Well, the first game on this list, I guess, that I'm looking at that I have no interest in really watching whatsoever um, I think Joe Flacco, if I'm not mistaken, took 59 pass attempts um, in the week one. Um, yes, 37 for 59. Oh Joe Flacco should not – nobody really should be throwing the ball 59 times, but Joe Flacco certainly should not be throwing the ball 51 times. Um, the Browns were able to beat the Panthers – uh, with Jacoby Brissett, um, I think they're just a more talented team. With the, I think the quarterback play is kind of equal in this game, but the Browns are much more talented than the Jets. 
And I'm going to go ahead and go with the Browns here. David, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm picking Browns. I think um, I think they know they have Jacoby Brissett, and I think they're using him wisely. And when you have Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, two-headed monster, as you saw, Nick Chubb had 22 carries for 141 yards, and uh, Kareem had himself a rushing touchdown and a uh, receiving touchdown. And, I mean, those two guys alone can dominate the game. But um, I just – it might be a similar to the Ravens-Jets, right? It might be close, but I think the Browns just pull away. Nick Chubb's going to wear you out. Uh, and mm-hmm. so, again, I'm not super interested. Cleveland has a six, is a six-point favorite in this, and I think they cover. So I don't think – I don't think there's – I don't, if the if Joe Flacco attempts more than 35 passes in this game, there's no way the Jets win. Yeah, you have Michael Carter and Brees Hall. Why are they? Why is he throwing 59 times? That would be a good question for their offensive coordinator, <laughs> a front runner oh. for worst performer of the week. He was on my short list. Um, I, all right, I, yeah. Up next, we have Commanders at Lions. The Commanders, of course, beat the Jags in a game that seemed like the Jags had it in hand until Carson Wentz, who for some reason does this like once every couple of weeks, plays like really good for three drives. And you're like, wow, Carson Wentz is kind of amazing. Um, but also, I'm so upset the Jags lost. I'm the Jags Um, homer boy. Yeah. And then the, the Lions played. Close with a pretty tough Eagles team, put up a lot of points on them, but also gave up a lot of points as well. Mm-hmm. Um, some questions about that defense. So, David, what do you think in this game? Give me the Lions in this, dude. I want, I maybe this, maybe not as much a statistical pick, but just more of a, a heart, like a want to. But uh, I don't know. I, I feel like this Lions team just seems different. And um, they rushed for 181 yards, three for 205. That's pretty balanced. Uh, had less penalties than the Eagles. Um, I don't know. I may just be like reach, like hoping, you know, hoping for things and that aren't there. But I think the Eagles team is legit, and I think should the Lions, you know, come out with that same energy and will, I think that they can beat Washington. They're two point favorites, um, but this might be one that like you don't want to watch, but you kind of do because you're like, are the Lions actually going to be good this year? You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, we'll see. I'm gonna, I, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna back to back weeks not gonna pick the Lions or I. You're I, sticking I with pick, the Commanders. No, I picked the Lions the week one and then I got screwed by them. Um, thought they could have an upset. I'm going Commanders here because I don't believe in that Lions defense. Um, and that's not mm-hmm. to say that I do believe in Carson Wentz, but I I just think that that defense is so bad and that the Lions cannot throw their way out of a deficit. Um, that's clear. I mean, you said it was pretty balanced, but when you only have 205 passing yards and 180 rushing yards, that's, you know, real lopsided actually on the run side. Um, that's, you yeah, want to normally try to throw like twice as two times the amount of yards you run for at least, if not a lot more. So I, I just don't know about the lions defense. So that's why I'm going to take the commanders here. No, keep hating. It's okay. It's okay. Okay, I will. I mean, I, I, you're the one that picked against them week one. I picked for them, and they let me down. Yeah, so. that's true. That's a good point. <clears throat> Another game that I don't think I ever want to have on my TV screen, and that is Colts at Jags. Uh, I already this talked one, about Why is Jags. this one tough? Why is this one like a tough decision, I feel like? It I don't know. Be. Because the Colts played for a tie against the team that we think is – was the shoe-in for the worst team in the league this year in the Houston Texans. And they they just – Matt Ryan looked awful. Um, they couldn't really even get Jonathan Taylor going the way that they needed to. And anytime you have a tie week one, it's not good. And the Jags almost beat the Commanders. There's a lot of people coming back around on Trevor Lawrence. Th- this game – I have. I honestly still don't know. This is one of the ones I couldn't pick yet. I, I have no idea what do, I'm going to do here. Do you want me David? to pick, and then you'll just do the opposite? <laughs> Maybe. David, What? Do you, who are you going with? I'm not going to give up on the Colts just yet. I'll pick the Colts. It, 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 it's weird to me, too. Like, Matt Ryan was 32 for 50, but Jonathan Taylor also had 31 carries. Like, they had a lot of offensive snaps. Uh, he had 161 yards and a touchdown, which seems like a lot. Obviously, it wasn't enough. But I think just with J- JT and then, yeah, that offensive line, I think they can control the game. I think when you have nothing but 
you know, when nothing's going well, right, Matt Ryan throws a pick, you can rely on that offensive line in the run game to wear down a defense, to run the clock, and to get three and a half yards of play. And I think the Colts offense can do that. Um, I Well, they didn't necessarily do it last week. Uh, I'm going to just trust that that's going to – that's going to have a breakthrough. So yeah, give me the Colts. Mm-hmm. I'm not very cer- I'm not too certain on it though. I, I don't know. I'm going to go with the Colts here too. Um, I think there's a lot of week one anomalies and I think maybe the Texans putting up that tough of a, of a fight week one was an anomaly. Now I I'm not a hundred percent sure because again, this was another game that I didn't really see much of, but um, if I remember correctly, the Texans had a 20 point, or a 17-point lead and then gave up 17 points to the Colts in the fourth quarter. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. So the Colts kind of woke up at the end of that game and started playing like they probably should have the whole game. I think Mm -hmm. that I can see that carrying over into the next week. And again, like week one is – I think week one and week 18 are the hardest weeks to pick because you just never know what to expect with teams being rusty. And then week 18, you have the our teams playing backups, who's really trying for a spot, who's not, who's going to make that extra effort, who's not. Um, So those two weeks are the hardest to pick for me, and that's why I don't want to put a whole lot of stock in results week one. So I'm going to go with Colts here as well. Well, and I think we're seeing, which I think – I don't know why this is becoming a trend myth with young coaches. I think we're noticing, and I don't know if the Colts did this, so don't, don't quote me on this, but some like teams like rested their starters the entire preseason. Didn't get a single in game, like live snap. And like for a team like the the Bengals who did that and they looked awful. Offensive line was worse than it usually is. Joe Burrow had five turnovers. Jamar Chase was dropping balls. Um, It just, I think we're seeing that you shouldn't do that. You, there's, I was listening to Colin Coward and he was saying, and Sean Payton kind of agreed, like, especially for offensive linemen, it's imperative that you get like live action in game mm-hmm. reps because mm-hmm. that's like timing and chemistry more than any other position is your offensive line. And you can mimic that all you want in practice, but it's just not going to be the same. Everything that I've heard from former players um, at the start of the season as well has been like pro preseason that preseason is necessary and that people need it to get ready for the game. So I'm going to stick with that. Um, and I guess week one, just ride the teams should have looked at which teams played their starters the most, and then probably just pick those quite yeah. honestly, that probably would have been an effective way. All right. The first game that I think on this list, besides the chargers chiefs, that is actually going to be real entertaining. Well, I guess dolphins Ravens uh, is bucks at saints. Uh, famously, the saints are undefeated against the Tom Brady led Buccaneers and not Ooh. even in close games, like in blowouts, they have beaten the Tom Brady Buccaneers. Dude, However, I forgot about that. That is the Sean Payton saints. These are not the Sean Payton saints. These saints almost lost to the Falcons. Um, and the bucks, while I, I think played a solid game overall, looked great in comparison to the abysmal Cowboys, who we will get to later on Sunday Night Football. Um, mm. So I, I don't I, – I, I think I'm, I'm going to – I don't think do history it. repeats itself here. I'm going oh, Bucks. Oh, I thought you were going to no. do it. No. I just – I think that the Bucks are the Bucks are a solid team. Um, there are some question marks, obviously that offensive line was not great with Brady that, that would worry me against the saints front. However, I just trust, you know, you can't trust Jameis not to make mistakes right now. And you can trust Brady not to make them. And I think that they know the narrative going in that the saints have their number in recent years. And I think the bucks come out hot and I think they end the streak. Mm -hmm. David, what are you thinking? Yeah, honestly, saints, Loki played an identical game to the Colts. They scored a touchdown in the first, a field goal in the third, and then 17 points in the fourth. Saints, again, they, they just didn't seem ready. Don't know what they did with their starters, right? But didn't seem ready, and they kind of woke up. And for the Saints team, they had enough time, uh, and they did come back uh, and, and win that game. Michael Thomas had back-to-back touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Welcome mm-hmm. back, right? It feels like it's been five years a since we've seen him play. Yeah. Yeah. Taysom Hill actually led rushing-wise. Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, Jarvis Landry. You know, Chris Olave had three receptions, the rookie. I, I think this team looks good on paper, but, again, like Jameis, you just never know. Like, are you going to get 
you're going to get a 111 passer rating and two touchdowns week one, Jameis Winston, or are you going to get, you know, two touchdowns and three picks, Jameis Winston, you know? So <laughs> yeah, yeah, this That's is tough, problem. but I, I don't think I'm going to pick against Tom. They're away, but they're three point favorites. Um, and I wrote down bucks initially, and I don't think I'm going to change that just because, and, and I think you're right. The only concern of mine is that offensive line with that pretty good defensive front, but mm-hmm. The Saints cannot start the way they did and expect to beat the Bucks. I, I don't think so. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Kind of hope I'm wrong on this one. One of the I don't know why. I just like to see the Bucks lose, maybe. But because yeah. it's Tom Brady. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I don't know anybody that's not a Bucks fan or a Patriots fan that actively roots for Tom Brady to win any game. So yeah, it checks out. <laughs> um, checks out. Right. Up next, we got Panthers at Giants. Another uh, tough one. Another tough decision. Easy decision for me. Easy go decision. With, go here. with. Oh yeah. New I'm absolutely... York. No. Do it. No. No. Panthers. Really? I'm sorry. Did you see the way Brian Dayball was looking at Daniel Jones in that game? Yes. Saquon no. Barkley had a fantastic performance after having also not played in as long as Michael Thomas has played. It seems like. Um, and I think that the Giants had a strong showing against the Titans. But again, week one anomalies, I think, are possible. I think the Panthers played a much better overall team um, and even a better quarterback. I think Jacoby Brissett's a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. And I just mm-hmm. don't I, – I, I expect Daniel Jones to make mistakes. I think Baker Mayfield went into the Browns game with too many emotions, was trying to do too much, and the Panthers didn't really get going until he settled down. I think he'll settle down against the Giants. Um, and, again, Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore – I, I think are really solid to great um, skill position players. And I, I think that the Giants win was an anomaly for them. I think they're going to be bad, and especially because of Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones is a backup quarterback playing starting quarterback. And so I'm going to go with the Panthers here. Hmm. Give the counter because I know you want to pick the Giants. My only concern is the Panthers gave up 217 rushing yards. Yeah, but against the, 17. against the best running back duo in the league. I mean, and you can say, yeah, Saquon is going to do that. But I, if you looked at the – the Giants almost lost that game with that amazing Saquon performance because of Daniel Jones, just absolute terrible. They had to run the ball uh, for a final drive. You know how crazy that is? You need a score and you're running the ball instead of throwing it? That never happens. I just don't I, – I, I don't see a Daniel Jones team winning back-to-back games. I don't. Yeah. Oh, it's one of those – yeah. Come on, pick the Giants. Be fun. we got to disagree sometimes. Dude, you know what? I saw a video on Twitter, and I don't oh, even know the song. I don't even know the song. But I had a, I had a, I had a pretty good beat, not going to lie. And this entire Giants team was dancing in the locker room. Brian Dable in the middle doing the dance. Don't know what dance. I don't know how Does he learned it. Say middle with a T. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll never know. I won't answer were that they question. On a, were they taking a photo on a boat by chance in jeans and no, no shirts? No, 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 no. This is a different sure? photo. This is one that changes. This is one that changes the franchise. This is one that turns them in the right direction. And <laughs> okay. my friend Nathaniel. After this next name. week, they will be 2-0. Give me okay. a Giants win. They're going to do okay. it. Although All I do right. need McCaffrey to go off because he is on my fantasy team. But the Giants will win. Rooting at your own interest already. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> next game we have Patriots at Steelers. Patriots got pretty pretty well walloped by the Dolphins. There was a time at the end of the game where it looked like it was going to be close, but I don't think the Patriots showed anything anybody was impressed with. And then the Steelers come off the what we've already talked about at length the worst win of week one, the ugliest win I think I've ever seen in my life. So uh, who 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 are you thinking here? Brian Hoyer versus Mitchell Trubisky. For me, honestly, for me, I'm not a stumped on this. I think Steelers win this. Pats are favored by one and a half and Steelers are at home. Uh, I, I don't, I mean, when I compare, when I simply compare the Patriots to the Bengals, it's not even close. I know T.J. Watt's out, but that team had seven sacks, and T.J. had 
one I think he only had one of those seven sacks, maybe two. He did also have a pick. That's true. So I don't know. I just think if that if that Steelers defense plays even somewhat close to what they did against the Bengals against a much worse quarterback, a much worse running back, a much worse receiving much worse everything, I don't think there's I mean I I think Steelers win this by possibly two possessions. It, it's simple. It's simple, and the Patriots just don't have anybody you're scared of. You go no. through the Patriots roster. There's not a single guy on there that you're like, that's a game record. That guy I'm scared of. And Sorry, Damian Harris. You, you know, can say like, the, the Steelers don't have that now. We need to mention the fact that Najee Harris won't be playing in this game um, because he has a high ankle sprain and will be out for four weeks. So that's got to factor in somewhere. Really? But I'm, I, he said, I'm I thought you. he said today, I'm playing. I don't think so. Unless they unless just it, unless it's like, it. let me look it up. Let me look it up. But yeah, either cause... way, um, oh, okay. Well, he says he's playing, but I don't know. Running back a... with an ankle thing. Who knows? Also, I don't think he gets to choose. That's true. That's <laughs> very true. I, I still think that, yeah, the Steelers just have better players overall, and their defense is pretty scary even without TJ Watt. So um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to agree with you here. We're, Are you we're surprised? Coming... That it's Patriots are one and a half point favorites on this while Steelers are home. I don't know. I that. think that's the Bill Belichick effect. Um, I think that people are going to side with a Bill Belichick team. And you have to remember that the Steelers offense looked atrocious, like absolutely yeah. atrocious. That's so um, I, I understand the line. All right. We're, yeah. we're, we're running out of time here. So let's get, let's try to get through these next couple a little quicker. Falcons. This, this one's easy. <laughs> Rams. Um, Falcons. Good showing against the Saints until the fourth quarter, and then they Falcons again and yep. <laughs> gave up a lead. Uh, classic. Um, and the Rams just got their teeth knocked in by the Bills on Thursday night football. Um, and Josh Allen, despite the turnover, still looked great. And it looked like Matthew Stafford didn't know that he had other receivers besides Cooper Cup, which I was yep. thankful for. He's on my fantasy team. But, yeah, I think we're both in agreement here that I think yeah. the Rams have a bounce back week. Um, Falcons much worse team than the Bills obviously top to bottom and again Falcons are going to Falcons even if they have the lead on the Rams in the third quarter I'm not going to be confident that the Falcons are going to pull out the game so yeah uh, Sean McVay before week one had never had a losing record in his Rams coaching career and yeah that that ended and I th- I don't think that'll last very long uh, Nathan guess 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 what but before today guess what the Falcons biggest lead blow was like 25 like, points in the Super Bowl. So yeah. they they did the same thing last week one is they had a what was it? 20 uh, I guess it was a 16 point, but it was the largest de- uh, lead blown since the Super Bowl blo- lo- loss. So that kind of hurts. Kind of hurts. Falcons, Falcons are going to Falcons, and, you yeah. know. At least the Braves right. won a World Series for Atlanta sports. All right. Um, Division game up next Seahawks at 49ers. Seahawks, of course, win, you know, a solid showing, probably better than a lot of people expected, and myself included, on Monday Night Football. The Niners played in the worst weather game of the week, not even close. I mean, the of video and photos Dude. from Soldier Field looked unreal. Um, that game was a slip. It played on a slip and slide, yeah. which is not ideal conditions for football. I, I think, again, week one results you don't want to overestimate. Um, I think Trey Lance had an exceptionally bad game, and I don't even know if he'll have an exceptionally good game in this one. But I think much, much better weather conditions are expected in San Francisco. I think the 49ers have a bounce-back game here, and I'm going to go with them. Yeah, give me the Niners. I know I was high on Geno, but I don't – now, if they win this, I'll be like, bro, I'm picking them till they lose. But give me the Niners. Um, honestly, with that Trey Lance performance – I think we see Jimmy again this year. That's all I'll say. But. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that that's, that's just going to happen. Um, so, all right. Bengals at Cowboys. Uh, Bengals. The yeah. Dak Prescott is out. The Cowboys looked probably the worst of any team week one, and that probably wasn't helped by the fact that they were playing in prime time. So I, I just I don't see any way that Cooper Rush Cowboys get it done. Um, against the Bengals. And again, I think the Bengals are going to be pissed off and look for a comeback game. And 
they will have to try to game plan for the game record that is Micah Parsons, who is one of the three best defenders in the league. But other than Micah but Parsons, they're terrible the, offensive line. The defense for the Cowboys doesn't really look that fantastic. Um, I, I'm yeah, I'm riding with the Bengals, and you are too. Yeah, I think Bengals win this. All right, Texans at Broncos. The Broncos are favored by what, like 11 points, 10 and a half, something? Yeah, that. Um, I don't think they win by 10, but I do think they win. I think, again, same thing. I think Russell Wilson has a bounce back game. Um, Texans fell apart in that fourth quarter. I think playing in mile high is difficult. It's one of the diff- most difficult places to travel. Um, and, you know, I, I just think that the Broncos are still going to be a decent team. However, that was one of the easiest games on their schedule. So that I, I think they're really on the outside of the playoff hunt. Look, looking in now, if you think about just strength of schedule left, um, yeah. and I don't expect them to drop two of their easiest games back to back. So I think they'll pick up a win here. Yeah, they got Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon is a pretty good duo for the Broncos, and then having Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, uh, and Javante Williams catching some. He actually caught 11 uh, passes out of the backfield. I think they'll be okay for the time being. Not until they hit that, you know, final six-game gauntlet, the teams that they have to play. But I do think they win at least this one. I don't think they cover mm-hmm. though. I don't either. All right, Cardinals at Raiders. Raiders' um, offensive line looked like Swiss cheese in the first game, um, which Old we knew Swiss was cheese. going to. Be- we knew it was going to be a problem with them, but they still hung around against a very good Chargers team. There is some mm-hmm. concern that Derek Carr doesn't know that he can also throw to other players besides Devontae <laughs> Adams. Um, he still have yeah. Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro, my guy. So and we'll people his own, people with the same jersey color too. But I, Kyler Murray um, does not seem to play well without DeAndre Hopkins, and that that offense did not in any moment kind of scare me. I think the only times I really scored against the Chiefs were garbage time and. I don't know. I, I, I think the Raiders are just a better overall team, and I think that they win this game, and we have a week full of conversations over whether Cliff Kingsbury is going to be fired before the third week of the season. Yeah, I'm thinking they maybe should have kept that studying clause in his contract because he was pretty quick off the field. I wouldn't be surprised if he you know, turned Call of Duty on after that game just to kind of decompress. They haven't dropped Modern Warfare 2 yet. I bet he's tired of Whatever yeah, the newest one is. Van yeah, well, they just have so many injuries. Marco Wilson, cornerback, questionable. Trayvon Mullen, cornerback, questionable. Rondell Moore is questionable. He didn't even play. J.J. Watt probably won't play. So Justin Pugh, one of their good guards. Like, they just got so many injuries. And The only consistent thing about this team is James Conner. Yeah. So. Yeah. And yeah. probably Murley, probably Kyler's ability to make a play on the ground. But that's, that's really just about it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'll go, give me the Raiders. I'm not very mm-hmm. confident about this, honestly. The Raiders, I wouldn't be surprised, right, if Raiders just completely I'm pretty this. confident about it. I, I think they're a much better team than Cardinals. All right. A game that I wish they would stop putting in prime time, and that is Bears-Packers. <laughs> Bears at Packers. Stop. This this rivalry sucks. It's not. It hasn't been good in a long time. We don't have quote Aaron Rodgers. This, this is not a rivalry. The, yeah. the Packers beat the crap out of the Bears – Pretty much every single yeah. time. Again, yeah. another game where I think people are going to overreact to week one, call for the downfall of the Packers. Um, if you remember correctly, they looked awful against the Saints week one of last year, even worse than they looked against the Vikings this year. I think that Viking team is good. I think this Bears team is not. I think that they had the perfect conditions to get a win week one. Packers, mm-hmm. no question for me here. What is what does Aaron Rodgers say? What's his favorite quote regarding the Bears? Uh, um, I don't think I can say that on this podcast. The PG version. Uh, I, I effing own you. Yeah, I own you. Yeah, and that that's probably gonna happen. Although I will say there, I mean, yeah, you just said that. Rodgers twenty-two for thirty-four, one hundred ninety-five yards and a pick, not good. AJ Dillon, a running back, led their receiving uh, in receiving yards, not good. Would not rushing. want to be a wide receiver on the Packers right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to pick against Aaron, especially because they're playing the Bears, but I'm, I don't know. I'm not confident about this Packers team, even moving forward. Ah, they just, 
they don't look good. And it's not like they still have Devontae and these, you know, Scantling who can pick it up. Like they just have nobodies. And I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. I wouldn't be surprised if this team struggled this year. I mean, if their receivers could just catch, they would have won. They would have been much closer in that Vikings game. There were at least two or three yeah. deep balls that sailed through receivers' hands. Like Rodgers wasn't playing peak Rodgers, but he was not playing terrible. Guys were dropping balls left and yeah. right. Um, I don't want to completely just roast like the rookies though, because I think everyone just looked bad. You know, like yeah, they could I mean, that, that was not but... the defense didn't play didn't look that exceptional either. Justin Jefferson yeah, was. Just... Absolutely, just turning. Bro. I, I don't. He was just. He was just massacring those boys. Pretty sure I saw um, him grittying when he cut on a route. Like he was just yeah, not taking. Probably. I, but... I don't even. I don't even know if he was trying. Honestly. Yeah, he was just jogging. He quit using the sprint button like halfway through that game and was still scoring touchdowns. Kirk so, drew a line on the football and he said, "Run this." And he said, "Okay." And then it was a if touchdown. He, if Jefferson wanted to, he could have got 300 yards in that game. I genuinely believe that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I, I still, with that being said, still going to go with the Packers here. Not going to pick the Bears in a primetime game. Um, just not going to. All right. Titans, you want to go quick Bills. with this one so we can talk about the last one? Bills. Yeah. Not close. <laughs> Titans looked awful. By the way, this week, two Monday night football. Not even completely staggered start either. Like Why? They will be going on concurrently. No clue. No idea. Won, I didn't even know they too, were doing they, this. I normally so pay attention to all this crap. I didn't know this was happening. Um, I think it's dumb. I think you can probably turn this game off after the first two quarters because I think the Bills will probably be up three touchdowns and then it'll yeah. be that. So, all right. Last game, one of the most exciting games of this week, Vikings at Eagles. Uh, both got strong week one wins. I would say the Vikings was much more strong um, just because they beat a team that wasn't the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no matter how bad that package on this, was, man. Um, Eagles are favored by two. Well, so here we go. Kirk Cousins' primetime effect, um, which is is a real thing. Kirk Cousins specifically on Monday Night Football has been terrible in the past. Um, however, you know you could you could you could say that he's got an offensive coach now and a lot of things are different and he's got Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook and whatever and blah, 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 blah. but you know, Kirk Cousins has been historically awful in primetime games like old Tom Brady, I guess he's eight and 17 in his career in primetime games. Um, hmm. However, I wasn't enamored with what Jalen Hurts did on Sunday. Um, got me a lot of fantasy points. That's all I know. I, I know he did, but I think this Vikings team has more weapons. And especially when you, people have been talking about this vaunted Eagles defense, you give up that many points to Detroit's not very good offense mm. with Jared Goff. What, how are you going to cover Justin Jefferson? That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go Vikings here. David, what are you thinking? This is actually, I hope this is the game of the week besides Chargers Chiefs. Cause I, I really hope it is a good game and not like a blowout, you know, and one team's mm-hmm. like, Oh, we thought they'd be good and they weren't. I hope it's mm-hmm. not that. Mm-hmm. Dude, give me the Eagles. I, I think I'm picking them. I, and I think this game should be split. I really do. Um, I like Dalvin Cook more, but I like Eagles. Jalen Hurts with his ability to throw and his ability to run, extend plays on the ground. But I like AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. Uh, in Dallas, Cordaire, I think more, because Adam Thielen did, wasn't a huge factor, and you, and then you got Justin Jefferson, and um, while the Eagles while the Eagles back, you know the DBs are are older, they're still pretty good. They got some good guys in, in the back end, so this is probably going to be a very high scoring game. I kind of hope it is for fantasy reasons and just for entertainment value. <laughs> I would imagine you're correct. It's going to be a high scoring game. But uh, give me the Eagles. James Bradbury's going to shut down Justin Jefferson. You heard it here first. Yeah, he's Justin Jefferson will only have 11 catches for 183 yards and a touchdown. You heard it here first. Hey. All right. So those are picks. Uh, I don't really want to read back through all of them because you just listened to us talk about them. Go back in the podcast if you want to hear what I picked at the beginning. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we talked it, about it. Chargers, Chargers, Chiefs will probably be this or uh, Vikings, Eagles will be games of the week. And Jets and Browns will be the worst game of the week. So, uh Yeah. Football's back. Uh, I don't know I if Jets like, and Browns. I think I think that 
I think that it's a possibility that Patriots Steelers game ends like twelve oh. to ten. <laughs> Dude, I hope it's low. I hope it's like six to three or like a five to three game would be so hype. But uh, also Sunday night football could be awful again if the Bears are not competitive or yeah. the Packers are not. Like if that game's a blowout too, we could have back to back awful SNFs. But that's, anyway. that's really good. Yeah, yeah. So hey, you know I was eight and eight. Nathan was seven and nine. Hopefully we are better this week. But to our defense, there were some wild games. But uh, yeah, this has been NFL Week Two Pick'em and uh, recap of Week One. What do you want to watch? Thank you all for listening. Bye.